Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone, it's Tom Kratz, and we have a great episode coming up uh, for you with Greg Kowalchuk and Brian Zamet, the e-commerce guys. We've had them on before. Such a great response to the first episode that we decided to bring them back again. They are just so knowledgeable with this stuff. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about... Uh, private labeling products and wholesaling and the difference in that kind of stuff in the in the e-commerce space and how to leverage Amazon for some of that stuff. So if you're not familiar with that, you're going to learn a ton. If you are familiar with it, you're going to hear probably a tip or two for guys that are really doing this stuff. So we're just forever grateful f- uh, to be able to bring them on. And I just want to share something. The whole idea that Rockstar was born around was the ability, you know, buying properties to help live life on your terms, to build an alternate source of income, an alternate source of wealth instead of the just the traditional path that I was sold when I was coming out of school. And that's why Rockstar was born, to help people buy properties and build wealth um, and to truly live life on your terms. So when we have two Rockstar members who've gone off and done some of the work with us on properties and then built e-commerce business and come back to share what they've learned with other Rockstar members and through things like this podcast, it means the world to us. That's why we're here. It's just, it's the purpose of what we are doing is to help people live life on their terms. So um, just forever grateful for these guys to share this information. This is hard to get information. So, you know, we, we just we, we realize the the quality of the information they're sharing, the character that they have. Just thrilled to have two guys like this uh, share this kind of stuff. So, you know, with that, if you want to understand what we're doing at Rockstar and what we run with the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, the best place to go for that is rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. So Rockstar Inner innercircle.com forward slash member. You can find out all the details of what we run. It's a whole bunch of real estate related stuff, obviously. But every once in a while, people like Greg and Brian show up who are Rockstar members and do some pretty cool things. And they've agreed to teach classes and they actually teach e-commerce classes now as part of the Rockstar Inner Circle membership. So just grateful to these guys in a bunch of ways. Um, I, I have a few other things I want to share about, but uh, too excited want to get to this episode. We covered a lot of great stuff. So let's just end it there and uh, get on with the show. Okay, everyone. Hey, it's uh, Tom. Nick's going to join us in a little while. He's been battling um, a few things with his daughter. She was uh, up all night. So he's uh, he's gonna he might pop in. He might not pop in. Um, but we are with uh, Greg and Brian. I mentioned in my head, I, I keep thinking of you guys as like the e-commerce guys. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> yeah. want to be known as the e-commerce, e-commerce guys. But guys. Th- yeah, that's in my mind. But uh, I works. think this is better than the Amazon guys because a lot of a lot of people, they say, oh, this is the Amazon guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so, too, because you guys are more than uh, about Amazon. You're that's about right. selling online and, and uh, doing some cool stuff. But listen, before we get to all that kind of fun stuff, Greg, why are you going to the gym as regularly? First of all, <laughs> Greg, are, what got you to go to the gym the first, like, was this something that you want always to, to do? But now you seem like you're going every day. Not really always. I've, I wasn't going to the gym for 30 years. But then, uh, you know, basically I, I, I'm a kind of a runner. So I ran already for seven years, but uh, 
uh, I wasn't overweight, but you know, I was kind of chubby. So decided to, uh, you know, I went to Europe last year and gained probably around four kilograms. So I said that's you it. are a European talking about your weight in kilograms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was enough. That was enough. So I decided to uh, change uh, change a little bit of my my diet, and also started to exercise. So I I joined uh, uh, a boot camp. So I started it uh, in last year May. In three months, I le- lost twenty five pounds. Wow, and uh, and then. I like uh, I like doing it and just continue. So in October but I joined I, jo- I joined uh, uh, Radix uh, with uh, with CrossFit. And so yeah, that's something because now you're doing crazy stuff. You're doing deadlifts and squats and pull-ups and yeah, running which, kettlebells which, and box jumps. And I'm basically the stiffest guy in the world. Yeah, <laughs> because we've all been hunched over a computer for so many years that your shoulders. When I first got there um, and started doing this stuff, my shoulders I felt like I couldn't even put my hands over my head. Wow. You know, it took it took like I think two years of work to just get my hands kind of sort of over my. I'm head. not even there. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I know, it's just because you're just sitting over the computer all yeah, the time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then I'm just curious. Uh, we've had a long week. I'm drinking some coffee today. I got some stuff up there. I've got that Alpha Brain stuff up behind your heads there. I got that mushroom, no. uh, four somatic <laughs> mushroom mix that I really like. Their brain mix. Are do you guys take anything like like? Are you tea person, coffee person? Uh, tea, green tea. Lately, I've been drinking white tea. What's white tea? It it tastes like a, a softer version of green tea. Got it. So yeah, it's mm. good. Yeah, is it? I've never. I don't think. I, you know, my the craziest tea I think I ever had is uh, we uh, we went to New York at the hotel right by Central Park. Um, I don't know the name of that hotel. It's been in so many movies. Park Plaza. I, I can't remember the name of it. And we had like high tea. Okay. And uh, we got the little sandwiches. And oh, I yeah. always wanted to try puer tea. Have you ever heard puer, puer tea? tea? No. It's no. a real earthy type tea. Oh, really? Let me tell you, I'm never going to have that tea again. That was the worst. That is not a soft tea. <laughs> it tastes bite. like mud. It tasted <laughs> like mud. So never for me again. But uh and your morning routines, I'm curious. You guys are both doing these e-commerce businesses. Are mm-hmm. you guys morning guys, evening guys? And if you're a morning guy, what, what's the routine like? Brian, let's start with you. Um, I'm normally a, a late night kind of person. So uh, like last night, I was talking with people in China until about 3.30. So that's uh, kind of a normal thing that, that happens most days. I've tried, I'll, I'll try, I'll, I'll do for a few weeks where I get up early, you know, 5, 5.30 and try to do a regular routine. I'll, I'll get up and, and work out uh, first thing in the morning at home and get uh, get something to drink and eat, uh, get cleaned up, and then um, do some reading, do some writing, and then do some work. Um, yeah, usually lasts a few weeks, and then I go back to late nights. Just sometimes you have to talk to these guys in Asia. There are 12 hours. Um, the time zone is 12 hours off. So there's really no, way, no other way to do it. Who are you talking to in Asia? This is your suppliers? Agents or, or the manufacturers, the factories. Okay, because you yeah. have hired agents. Talk right into the mic, Brian. Yep. Yeah, so you, you, you can pull it towards you if it's easier, move it up or whatever. Don't feel, don't be scared of that. <laughs> Grab that thing. It's like uh, having something right, right yeah, here in yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're a technology guy, yeah, yeah, so you, you should you not guys, be scared. You're both technology guys. You guys should be fine with all this stuff. <laughs> Um, so what, how does the agents work? You hire an agent to represent your interests to go find manufacturers over there. Yeah. So there's, uh, sometimes 
there's two different kinds of agents, really. There's one that, that, uh, that we go after, we find, and they'll go after multiple manufacturers for us. We tell them what we're after, what we're looking for, and they'll use those criteria and go find the factories that, uh, that can make what we want. And how did you find a trustworthy agent? Because you fly over to China and meet them in person? Yeah. Or, or trial and, initially, was a trial and error from here? So we've gone over and we've used a couple of different agents and they all work a little differently. The ones we're with now we're, we're happy with. Um, you know, we feel safe sending them our money because they, they kind of, uh, they hold the money in escrow as well. So we trust them with, with a lot. Uh, everything from actually finding the right manufacturers, holding our money, making sure the vendors get paid, and doing inspections. So they do a lot of work for us. We really trust them. They're like our second bodies over there. Okay, so you need an agent if you're doing this type of business. It helps a lot. Yeah. It takes care of so many things, like just the security of your money. In case the manufacturer doesn't deliver, the agent won't give the money over until they've inspected it and then we approve it. So I don't get it. So, How did you find these agents? Like websites, they advertise, there's lists of these agents or no, word right of there. mouth? No, we, we found them there when we actually uh, uh, visit China and visit the market. So I, like, I'm such a rookie with this stuff. So when you visit China, you, what market are you visiting? You're visit, visiting these trade shows where all the manufacturers are showing what products they have to not, offer? Not really trade show. This, this trade show that we are going to, this is a physical uh, market in Yiwu. So it's approximately four hour drive from Shanghai. And uh, it's it's pretty big. It's about seventy thousand stores inside. It's five stories high, about three miles long. So when he says pretty big, he actually means like the largest permanent market in the yes. world. This is constantly operating. Yes, it's, it's not like just like a, a Friday to Sunday show that you go and visit. No, this is this is why it's different than anywhere else. It's not just a set up once or twice a year. It is a permanent physical setup. And wh- sorry, where is this? Pu. Iwo. Iwo. I, 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 you? Why, why you? I, W, U? I think I'm Ewok. I just think, <laughs> Jedi. I'm just thinking of Star Wars. Okay. Jedi. Um, so you go to this thing. So everyone from around the world who wants to deal with or find products from China, this is one of the locations they can go to, to find mm-hmm. stuff. Definitely one of the places to go to. Yeah. Okay. There's approximately, yeah. I think 200 countries that basically buy the stuff from, from this place. And you, the reason you want to go there in person is to see the quality of the product or get to get product ideas? That's part of it. Yeah, just to hold it in your hand and also to make changes to products. So we'll often not buy stuff right off the shelf. We want to make something that's unique, something that fulfills a, a customer need. We don't want to be just another copycat product. So we'll make changes and we want to see the changes as quick as possible and to see if they can actually do it the way we want it. Oftentimes, like, you know, if you contact, uh, I had the experience where I contacted 50 manufacturers for my first product from, uh, on Alibaba.com. That's where we started off. Both of us mm-hmm. started off mm-hmm. buying uh, products off Alibaba. That's where I hear, hear everyone starts yeah. off. That's yeah, that's kind yeah. of a default. I mean, yeah. it's like the Amazon for manufacturers. Um, so you go there, so, you know, 50 people contact them. Out of 50 people, uh, out of 50 manufacturers, um, I got a reply from maybe 10 of them that I, oh sorry, reply from 20 of them, but 10 of them I could actually read, that I could do something with. So of those 10, I ended up getting five samples. One of them ended up showing up two months later, so those don't count. Four samples did show up, and only one of them was what I asked for, and they became a manufacturer just by default. So that gives you an idea of how much work it takes up front. Um, so when you go there in person, you can do this process very quickly, sometimes in hours, versus taking weeks if you're doing it on Alibaba. 
that's one of the big differences of going in person. And you can really accelerate. And when the you say make changes, you'll ask them to make a change, uh, a, a product design change to a product, and then you'll be there for how long do you guys go when you go to your China trips? Is it a week or something? More like, than are they going to go make an adjustment and show it to you before you leave? In some cases, yeah. So it'll be nine, ten days that we're there. Uh, we'll be sourcing for six days, basically full time in the market. Uh, nine to five. You know, five o'clock, the lights shut off. It's different than here. Mm. Um, That's the way they tell everyone to leave. Yeah. And you have to leave because then... Why we'll do be... they release lions into the... Into <laughs> no, they <laughs> shut out. They, the doors are closed and you really? have to yeah. find the doors. Yeah. With bicycle locks. Like yeah. they actually go no and way. Cha chain oh, yeah. the doors. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it it's different like than here. It sounds like you guys know this because you almost didn't get out one time. Uh, many times. Many Mo times. Most days. You have to find the, the, the right exit because all the doors, the main ones are shut down and there is no light. You have to use your phone with the light and, uh, you know, just Do going. Do you see, are other people, I'm oh yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Are there, wait a second, are there other, like, North Americans there also yeah. using their cell phone flashlights yeah, to try to get is. out? Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, and, and usually this is chaos. And at the end of the day, everyone's it's got China. a flashlight out. <laughs> everyone's got a flashlight, and you're you're trying to do paperwork right at uh, at five o'clock with the lights off, and people are all always huddled in the back of the store with a flashlight trying to write up orders. This is a common uh, ev so this every is day. Ground zero for someone. So if you're going to start something serious, well, let me ask you: When did you yeah. decide you needed to go to China? Was it like after a year or a certain volume of sales? Like when did you? When was it? Like oh my gosh, I got we got to go over there. It was probably a year and a half year after and a, year and a half for both of you because because you guys didn't know each other when you first did. You guys go to China independently? No, no. The first together. time we we did go together okay. with a group. Okay, got it. Yeah, and you guys uh, just remind me again. You guys know each other through Rockstar here. Yeah. Okay, so you guys kind of yeah. traded stories. You're mm -hmm. both doing this, and let's go to China together. Not no, before that, we we just. Uh, uh, we were meeting on a regular basis. So it's just exchanging information. Yeah, Usually, yeah, uh, yeah, got coffee here and there and then uh, talk about things, you know, yeah. uh, what works, what doesn't work, and uh, just a small mastermind group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so you go over there, the deals are done at the end, you lock the, you're, you're, you have to escape, otherwise they release lions and you're eaten alive in this place. It's crazy. When, it's, it's like nowhere else in the world. Yeah, no, it sounds, but you know what I also just kind of, it sounds like, it sounds like opportunity to me. Mm -hmm. Because when you have to go all the way to China, not everyone's going to do that. That's right. When you have to go through and use your flashlights at 5 p.m. while doors are being locked to complete deals, not everyone's going to feel comfortable doing that. That's right. When you have to get an agent, so let, tell me, what, the agents are there as well? At these places, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so yeah. it's a, it's full of manufacturers and agents. Yeah, and yeah. is that where you found your first agents? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were they're they're there, um, and we've gone through a, a handful of different agents. Um, they all work a little differently. Some communicate better than others. Has anyone stolen your money? No, no, no we've never not had. really. That, that's something. What that does not really mean? Uh, we, They've messed up. No, we've we've heard some stories. You know, like when you purchase through Alibaba, yeah, then there is a, uh, a bigger chance to, to get ripped. But uh, when you are working together with the uh, Chinese uh, uh, agencies, so there's, there's, there's a relationship. So we build up the relationship and there is trust, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. And manufacturers there and the agents, you know, in general, don't want to rip you off. They want to do good business. They want to do right by you. They want you to come back.
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like any other business, you know, initial customer acquisition sure. is, is high. It's, it's high cost. They want you to come back. They want you to reorder from them because it's much easier on them if you the same person comes back two, three, five times. So it's the same idea as, as here, but probably more, even more pronounced um, where they want personal relationships. They call it guanxi. So when you're shaking hands, when you're having tea with them, that's building guanxi. It's building a relationship between people. And the more you have this personal connection, the more likely they are to help you along. Like they'll work harder to get you better deals. They'll steer you more in the right direction. It's not like they won't if you if you're not. So it's close a little different than North America. There is a little bit of a process and a relationship building experience that can be used to be helpful to you. It's it's a little more pronounced. Like here, mm-hmm. it yeah. definitely helps to you know show up in person and shake hands. But there, it's really it changes things quite dramatically. Yeah, like I notice in Europe. Um, when you're going to do business there, you're sitting down for a meal. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to eat mm-hmm. together, break bread together and talk. If you just kind of show up, throw some money on the table, shake hands, people think you're some kind of arrogant, like kind of mm-hmm. asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you need to sit down and spend time together and develop this relationship. So there's a little bit of that going on. I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's important. Okay. Yeah. So, so you sign these deals. What do you, t- when you're, when you call home and report back to your family that you're doing, First of all, do your cell, North American cell phones work or do you guys get Chinese cell phones over there? You can do both. My, myself, I've, I've got a phone that works everywhere. So as soon as I land, it just it just works. Okay. Um, Even up there. Yeah, <laughs> er, everywhere. Basically, every country we've gone to, it's, it's been fine. But, okay. but uh, in general, you can get Why, SIM cards everywhere. As long as it's a GSM uh, phone, it'll work. Okay. Um, do you have some kind of special phone or? It's a Google phone. Yeah, it's a, it's actually from Google. Okay. It's a Google Fi phone. And, and it's it, designed so that it's going to pick up at any cell network. Absolutely everywhere. Around the world. Yeah, I actually pay, Google's my carrier. I don't pay Bell Got or it. Rogers. So Yeah, you are a techie guy, but I like <laughs> it. This is where my heart lies. It's these details um, though. It's, see, for yeah, me, these it, are big deals. I, I planned this probably you know, six months before we went to China. I'm like, okay, what's, what's everything I could possibly do to make the trip a little bit smoother? Well, one thing is communication. What can I do? So set things up so that this phone, I never have to think about it. Cross over to the U.S., cross over to China. It doesn't matter. As soon as I land, it'll connect. It's done. You know what? Hearing you guys speak about this, and I have a bunch more stuff uh, to ask, um, it's making me think that when we got into the real estate business, um, our understanding of technology really helped us. People don't Mm -hmm. understand that. Mm -hmm. Like when we got in in 2006, 2007, the real estate industry wasn't using like web pages to capture leads very well in any manner never mind measuring conversions and doing all this kind of stuff and search engine optimization was like not really discussed you know there were some services so we kind of knew that stuff and we leveraged that technology that we were using in the software industry and we knew from the software Mm -hmm, industry mm -hmm. into real estate and it really i think propelled us forward and gave us a really good competitive advantage Mm -hmm. you know it really helped our success with you guys just hearing you speak, I'm like, I'm thinking it's kind of almost the reverse. You, it's very handy to be really good. And you need to have the tech skills in this e-commerce business yeah. to kind of, I think, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't. I, th- I think, I think it's kind of like, it's the barrier. If you don't, you need to understand how Amazon works. You need to understand how yeah. things online are working. You need to understand some of these things. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference maker for you guys is understanding how things work outside of technology like drop shipping and like private labeling mm-hmm. and like the value of pulling people off of Amazon and building your own e-commerce mm-hmm. brands 
Do you know what I mean? It's almost like the reverse. Like you need the tech yeah. skills to get started. Yeah. But the real value is going to come from applying these other business skills on top of that. Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of businesses, you, you take the ideas from one business and you port it over to a different industry. And that makes you different than everyone else. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's just a simple idea in a different industry can change things entirely for you. Like, like Greg, I, I don't know about, about your experiences with the uh, the first freight forwarders you used, mm -hmm. but the first guys that I used, it was fax. They wanted me to send them information by fax. I you had no fax. Yeah. I had no yeah. fax yeah. machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to go find an online service and set up a fax machine. I kept telling them, you guys are crazy. Why why are we doing everything by fax to get this? It was a sea shipment. Everything by fax. Like this is wrong. So just my knowledge of like, there's got to be a. I know there's a better way. I just haven't found it yet. Then the next people that I used for freight forwarding, they were all Excel spreadsheets, all filled in by hand. And okay, it's, it's better, but let's go another step. The next people I found were uh, they were doing everything in web forms. Okay, we're getting closer. <laughs> now everything the, the freight forwarder that that we're both using uh, primarily, everything's automated online. It's a proper app. Like everything, you can see where your where the ship is at any given point. Everything is you get updates. Whereas before this you just mean you didn't can happen. see your products like on the ocean coming yeah. over here. Yeah. Can, so they have some GPS tracker on what on the ship on the ship. Yeah, every and you ship. know which ship it's on. Yeah. yeah. And you can watch your ship on a little map come across the ocean. One of the things I have behind me on my desk at home was uh, is, is I've got three containers, three ships on the sea at the same time. It's just awesome to see that in factories and where the, where the warehouses are. Like this is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And final You're a global enterprise. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here alone, you know, in the basement of my house. And, and, and yeah, there's ships. Yeah, there's ships. Across. Yeah, so, so, that's pretty okay, cool. Okay, so you go to China, you get these agents, they represent you, and then what? You're now getting private label products, or walk me through this. Like, what's what are you getting there? So sure. the pr the private label is just basically like. Uh, it's well-known process that ev uh, a lot of uh, big guys are using. Everybody, you go to Longos and uh, you or Costco. Costco is really famous for that, with their brand name of uh, Kirkland. So you see, uh, you know, with the, for example, with diapers, you see haggis, pampers, and all. And then uh, you you have two skits of this, and then suddenly, one time. Kirkland shows up and then they are slowly pushing them out and uh, you know after a few months you you only see Kirkland and uh, that ha happens all the time with with products they testing the market and uh, then so they, they know Pampers sells they make their own with their own brand yeah. Kirkland and slowly it. push up Pampers and give themselves more shelf yeah. space and yeah. the same with Longos you know with butter with uh, with all products uh, you yeah. can see Longos on the top and this is that is a the whole label. idea by people initially starting Amazon businesses that eventually lead to their e-commerce kind of sites and brands are they doing mostly private label is that what you guys are doing private yeah. label yeah. primarily that's where most of our revenue is coming from uh, but that's only one way to do things. The other way that we're doing things is uh, wholesaling. Mm -hmm. So that's just reselling. Okay, so can you map out the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so wholesaling is just basically reselling someone else's product. So whether it's uh, people who make the water, or whether it's people who make, uh, if it's diapers, you're selling ha uh, pampers and huggies. You're actually selling those products. So you buy them from a wholesaler, you buy a skid, and you sell them off, you know, one at a time. It's the, the, the typical model of like, you know, you buy in bulk and you sell off singles. And you're able to do that because these guys you're buying from aren't selling themselves directly? Most of the time, that's that's true. Sometimes okay. there's other competitors, but usually these wholesalers, their model is you buy, they buy from, the many, from many manufacturers. Mm -hmm. 
and they make it available to people like us, uh, anyone who's got a store, and they're just in the middle. They're so then you're competing against other people doing the same thing. If you're better right. than mm -hmm. them, you can sell more products. That's right. That's right. Usually okay. it's it's a matter of online. It's basically cost because the service is usually very similar between between competitors. So most of the time you're, you're, you're fighting on cost. So while you can do a high amount of volume that way, it's also a, you know, it's a constant fight with other people. And uh, it, it can get tiring. Um, I, I started off doing more of this kind of thing. There's also a subset of wholesaling where you do kind of arbitrage, you know, online and retail arbitrage, where you're buying it, you know, just a handful of items from stores at discount and online or in person, and you send it into Amazon or, or elsewhere online, and you resell it at a slightly higher higher rate. So like at Christmas time, like Hatchimals, for example, you know that there's only a handful available, and people will pay a really high price if they can get a hold their hands on them. So you buy all the Hatchimals from Walmart, you send them to Amazon, and you, you, you mark up the price. You know it, that model. On the one hand, it's it's, uh, it's you can easy. do volume. Is it, it's volume. Is it? E it's, it sounds. That's how it would be the easiest to get started. I would think. Oh you yeah. Know? I'm not. I'm not is. doing product packaging. I know what. I'm taking a guess at what's going to sell based on just what other products are already on the market. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even right. even with. Uh, with the uh, product research uh, point of view, it's it's much easier to start because uh, you can you can easily uh, filter uh, a lot of products that are already selling, and then uh, you know just just repeat, just buy the same products and uh, and uh, put them on the market and. Have you sell guys them. done the tour of Amazon? Uh, in I think it's Brampton here. Yeah. Have you done that tour yet? No. No. Do you know no. you can? Yeah, it's open to yeah. the public. Mm -hmm. You can go and do the fulfillment center tour, and you see all the little robots lifting up all these shelving units and bringing them to the pickers. That's who awesome. Then pick the yep. product, and they don't have to walk anywhere. I, I'm looking forward to it, doing gotta that. You got to do it. I, I it's like see 30 it. minutes. It's like a little Canada's Wonderland ride that you get to go walk through. Like it's you know your It's like a yeah. TVO special. Remember those when we were kids and like yeah. how the cookies are made? It's like a TVO special. It was yeah. amazing. Even the 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 amount of tape. So the guys who package products for Amazon up there, they don't even measure. The, the tape, the computer screen in front of them knows what box, it tells them what wow. box size to take. Mm -hmm. And then based on what box size it to, uh, told them to take for the packages that are coming down the conveyor belt to package, it outputs the right amount of tape. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's insane. They're, yeah. they're a logistics company uh, more than anything else. They're the best in the world at it. Their, their shipping rates are unbelievable. They're just, they're untouchable. Yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So map, map me through the process of whole, so wholesaling pretty easy. You can buy some product, you send it off to Amazon. What you send up a wholesaling account of that. You're going to be a seller on Amazon. Mm -hmm. You send them a bunch of product and then you can start selling it. Yeah. With the wholesaler basically say, can I buy your product? Um, some will say, no, you can't sell online. Mm, many of them don't care. Um, so you just, you buy in bulk and then you resell it online. Um, and hope that not too many other people are doing the same thing with the particular products that you chose. And you set up a, a, a name for yourself on Amazon when you do that? Yeah, we yeah. have our own brands. So even with uh, wholesale products, uh, I'm selling under the same brands. Okay. But, so but when you're starting, you just come up with any random brand name yeah. and you begin. Yeah, yes, you don't have right. you, you don't okay. have to register uh, or, or trademark. Right okay. now, our brands are trademarked, but. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, from just, the beginning, but there's no have competitive to do advantage it. doing wholesaling. Other my otherwise some money hit. Like I want to build an e-commerce business, so I want to leverage. I'm just thinking for me personally, if I'm going to go down that path, I want to leverage Amazon for its ability to get customers. That's right. 
right? Because they they have customers. Yeah. Uh, but I eventually want to build my own brand. So is that more mm -hmm. pri is that what you guys would consider private labeling, where you are coming to the table with your own brand? Yeah, private labeling is is uh, is going down the path of setting up your own brand with your own product, something you can take off of Amazon. So like you said, we see Amazon as, as a channel. Well, we talk a lot about it only because that's where the traffic is. You know, almost something like 40% of all sales, all online sales are done on Amazon in the West. So you, you have to use them. You, you really you really need to be on there to get the traffic, to, to get the eyeballs and to get the initial sales. That'll tell you if your product is something people actually want, if they like it. If it looks like it's working, then you can take things off Amazon, but start there. Because that way you've got a known traffic source. You don't have to fight for the traffic going through all the different pay-per-click advertising through uh, Google or, or doing your own ads yeah, on Facebook. Totally. just not worth it. And you might not have the margins if you're selling on mm -hmm. Amazon to afford to do that. That's right. That's right. So start there on Amazon. Get, get rolling. See that it works. And then start expanding. You can start doing off Amazon um, advertising. You can, you can do that once you know the product's working. But why spend the money before if you don't know the product's going to work at all? And is that what you guys are both doing? private label yep. stuff now yeah okay and another point is just uh you can test the product as well so what people likes what people don't like based on the reviews uh, that we are getting and then improve the products while we we are still selling mm. so okay. we always we always buy initial part it's just 200 300 pieces we test the product if it's actually uh, good or not and you know what people like it about it what what they don't and then we change things to improve it and then we sell it uh, more. So that's the neat thing about Amazon. They actually give you, there's a bestseller rank on most products on their site. So you know from, from position number one, the bestseller, all the way to millions and millions of positions. You, you can get an idea of how, there's, uh, how any product is selling. It's like a cheat code for doing business. You can go online right now and see that uh, you know, water bottles are selling at position number 29,000. So if you have an idea of what um, what position 29,000 is doing and position 200,000 is doing and position 5,000 is doing. And there's software out there that will give you an idea of how many sales correlate with uh, bestseller rank. You put that together and now you can see how much any given product is selling basically. It's like a cheat code. So how do you get that? Uh, yeah, I want the cheat code. How do I get the cheat code? This <laughs> reminds me so much of my search engine optimization days. Mm -hmm. But what, you just make a reseller account in Amazon and then you get these tools that allow you to go in and look at all the product sales and stuff? Right now, anyone, without, even without an account, you can type Amazon.com, type in uh, you know, water bottle. And it's it's there on most on most product pages, page down. Oh, it's, it's right there. on the product page. Yeah. On any product you pull up, pretty much almost almost every product. Yeah, there's a few categories where they're not sharing the bestseller rank, but most of them. It's right there. You basically page down after you find a product, and it's there. What they don't give you is the correlation of like how much does that mean it's selling. So there's services you can pay for. Uh, they're usually very inexpensive, and you can see how much any product is selling based on the bestseller rank. Got it. So there's third party. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So but on any page, you just scroll down where, right to the bottom. Right there. Details right here. Where the stars are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 1,600 customer views. Oh, Amazon bestseller rank. There you go. 14 in home. Yep. So that's a really hot seller. So that at 14 so this in was home. a shaker bottle. So he's probably $100,000 a month seller. Really? Just from looking at that, that's what yeah. you're thinking? So yeah. we used to Number do this by hand. Number 14 in the home category. That's that's huge. Number one in sports and outdoors. Number one in wow. home. This yeah. one is not really, uh, you know, it's subcategory, but the main category in, uh, in home. 
it's it's big. It's big. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is just this is a basic just a bo- bottle. Yeah, just a bottle. Yeah. So that's a that's a million dollar plus product. Okay. So. Um, Wow, that's ridiculous that a shaker bottle is a million dollar. But you're thinking annual sales. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one um, item. Thousand a month. Yeah. That's just one item. Yeah. Uh, and with the, with this product, you guys both so started smiling when we started talking about this. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's so exciting the, stuff. Yeah, no, it's hugely exciting. Yeah. To me, just thinking about it, it's hugely exciting because the hardest thing for most people who want to get into business for themselves is getting customers. Yeah. Amazon is the master. Mm-hmm. Amazon is basically a marketplace with all the customers. Yeah. So. If, if I look at this, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll start on here. But I desperately want to pull off of Amazon and build my own brand. For mm-hmm. sure. So then I'm thinking just how do most people do that from what you're th- from your perspective? Like I'm thinking, okay, I will ship product inside the product. I'll put URLs to my own store. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember if I can follow up in Amazon via email. I can't remember if Amazon does that. But then I might get my own Shopify store or whatever e-commerce mm-hmm. platform I'm going to use and start building out my own store and trying to get repeat customers through that. Is that the model? That would be Basically, the model yes. I would push you, you guys to if you you're not doing exactly. that already. Yeah, take, take the customer off Amazon um, as soon as you can without without infringing on the terms of service. Amazon doesn't want yeah, you to take customers off. Yeah, because they're not going to release my, like I'm a huge Amazon customer. They're not mm-hmm. releasing my email to you when I purchase right. one of your, pro- even though it's your product on Amazon. What do you get to know about me? Is it just like a customer ID Almost number or something? N- no, not really. We we know everything. The, your address and sometimes the telephone number. Yeah. Which you obviously are going to know my name. Like your, your name. name fulfillment. Yeah. Only only no. the email is, uh, is kind so of. So it's a, only the email address that's kind of hidden. Yeah. But we can still target you. You so know. you have my address, so you can mail to me? We can mail to you. Without reaching their terms? They, d- they don't really want you contacting customers unless okay. it's specifically related to the order. Got it. it. Uh, uh, something that improves the customer experience and related to the order, typically. Okay, that's, so that's I'm just checking up on the product. Yeah, so you can is do that, that. Is that getting around it too easily? You can send usually a couple of emails mm-hmm. just to, to double check, hey, did the, the product, did it show up? Is it what you expected? Um, you know, just do do a little bit of, of that kind of thing, um, kind of guide them towards leaving a review. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you can do that kind of thing, but you can't say, "Hey, and also come over to my yeah, Shopify sure. store." You Why can't absolutely can't. Amazon's you not can't do that. Kill their own business like that. And okay. they know how valuable the emails are. Uh, like you, you talk about, you know, emails being the mm-hmm. probably the most valuable thing in a business. An email list. Amazon knows that. That's why they're not giving you the actual email addresses to people. But if I can mail them and come up with a reason to mail my customers without breaching the terms of service in Amazon, so I'm talking about doing it ethically, uh-huh. I just feel like the old school mailbox is an untouched area where I have no competition these days. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure no one's doing that, but to me, like, I know there's a cost. You're going to have to pay for stamp and postage and do stuff out, but. We're Nick and I are both like kind of hardcore direct response marketers. So I'm yeah. just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't care if I don't have the email address. If I have the mailing address of mm-hmm. them, they're yeah. already a customer. So in my eyes, they're a buyer. Like these yeah. people are buying. There are I, even uh, some services that you can do this. So do which like uh, they they will be able to send a postcard uh, mm-hmm. to your customers. So. You are able to retrieve a, a customer list from from the system in a CVS format, yeah. and and you can do a lot of stuff with that. Got it. You just Even have to always remember though that it's it's Amazon's customer. Even though it's your product, if yeah, it's sold to Amazon, it. okay. they're not your customer. So yeah. you're yeah, yeah, always going to yeah, yeah. be okay. bound by by their service. There, yeah. Okay. I see. I see service. the conflict. Okay. So if I'm wholesale, let me just get this straight. If I'm a wholesaler, I buy some. What were those toys you said at Walmart? 
those little Hatchimals. Uh, Hatchimals, yeah. Hatchimals yeah. or whatever. I buy these freaking Hatchimals <laughs> off Walmart. I see some price arbit- arbitrage opportunity where I can buy them from Walmart, put them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I sell them on Amazon. At that point, I, as a wholesaler, do I have customer information at all? I, I think you said yes. Like yeah. I will, even if, okay, even if Amazon is fulfilling the delivery mm-hmm. of the product, I yeah. still know the customer's you address. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And I know there's terms of service and stuff, yeah. but I do know the customer's address and yeah. their name mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Okay. But not their email address. That's right. Okay. That's the only thing that's hidden. Any email that he send will go through Amazon system yeah. so they can filter anything got out. Like I've got website. emails like that. It's a big, nasty, long yeah. email address. It. It's a weird thing. Okay. And then if I'm private labeling, um, am I then, is it exactly the same? Because I am assuming if I'm private labeling, well, let me ask, do you, do you put everything in Amazon's fulfillment centers or, because sometimes I buy stuff off Amazon that's clearly not coming from Amazon's fulfillment yeah. center. I just got a book like that the other day. Mm-hmm. So do you strategically yeah. choose to use Amazon's fulfillment centers, you guys, or do you ship yourselves manually? No, right now we we almost 100% uh, we ship to, to Amazon as a Okay, FBA, yeah. so in that container, when your boats come and, you know, the little graphic comes and you see it hit the shore, Brian, yep. then the, who's picking up the products off the boat and giving them to Amazon's fulfillment center? Is that the, part of another agent service? The freight forwarder. So the people yeah. that, that picked it up at the port in China or from the factory, those same people, uh, get it on the boat, get it across the, the ocean. Like they're, they're managing it. They're like agents okay. for, for... Take care of customs. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, customs duties, we, we pay the same people. And then they do the last mile. Uh, they'll, they'll have their own warehouse. So a third-party logistics warehouse, 3PL. It stays there until we start running low on stock in Amazon. And then we send from our warehouse, the 3PL warehouse, into Amazon as as we need. Okay, so they have you're renting space at this 3PL yeah. warehouse yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, it ships over to Amazon. Amazon requires certain packaging, I assume. Like, oh yeah, you're you have to have your company name on their address. Like, who's dictating the packaging requirements to sell on Amazon? Amazon or there's just some standard stuff you guys? Yeah, there's a standard stuff that they will accept, and we just follow the rules. Okay. They publish that on their website. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 pretty clear, and, okay. and it's a long. It's usually a laundry list. Like it has to be. There's some exacting <clears throat> specifications. Okay. So when I go to China and I find my product, I'm doing package design here in North America. Who's packaging it over there in China? Yeah, the closer to the factory, the better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the factory itself that's also packaging it? Yeah. In yeah, they m- can. They can. Yeah. yeah, they can do it. Okay. But uh, sometimes we we basically put uh, bundles as well two or three different products into one packaging. So we just combine two or three different manufacturers into one. Got it. So there's a company that will do that, combine some stuff. Sometimes the manufacturer will do it. So if we have three different companies um, making stuff for us, then it all has to go together. Usually we try to get like the main manufacturer to do all that for us in one place. So we'll say, hey, factory B and C, please send it all to factory A, and they'll put it in a box or, or put it in a bag for us. Jeez, and package it there. Like crazy logistic. <laughs> Greg, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't lose you in this this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first time. Man down. Rest <laughs> down. If you need to step out and use a washroom or get a, whatever. No, I'm fine right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the packaging's done there. You do the graphic design yourself. You send it over there. How do you check the packaging is any good? Do they send you some tests, samples? Yeah. You always get samples. Okay. Uh, as many you know, as many as it takes to How get. How do you it know right? the sample's gonna match what they ship in the actual container? 
can can I send you a better quality sample? And send that's you why the kind of agent sure is there. Oh, okay, for the agent's verifying that kind of yeah. stuff. It, okay. it definitely can happen. Okay, so it makes it to the shores of North America. It, I rent some space by the port somewhere. Some logistics mm-hmm. guys send it over into Amazon. Yeah. I'm private labeling, selling my own stuff through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I'm making bucket loads of money doing <laughs> this kind of stuff. And then I'm ideally trying to get people off of Amazon. Um, is there strategies you guys want to share? Like, I don't know how much is like top secret. Like, I'm not sharing that strategy. Um, we can tell talk about that after. Um, well, but is there something like is it is it just basically getting your URL into the packaging to try to pull them over to your website? That that's that's the the simplest. Yeah, if Amazon's listening, we always abide by terms, terms <laughs> no, of service. No, we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We absolutely. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. No, you. but like, how about just like normals? Yeah, like w- let's abide yeah. by their service and do it right. Yes, yeah. for sure. And, and we always recommend that because there's there's just so much opportunity. Even doing it completely mm-hmm. white hat and doing it right, there's no need to go totally. outside. Totally. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, basically. That putting, by the way, in business, has been another competitive advantage that Nick and I consider. Like, if we always just do the right thing by mm-hmm. everyone, we know other people are not. So they're going to fall yeah. by the wayside, and we're just going to, like, we'll win by just being last man standing. Does Eventually, I agree. Eventually, by default, <laughs> you'll end up winning. Yeah. We, we see this all the time with all kinds of strange tactics and cheating oh, people do. Do you remember the SEO world? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. played around Gosh. with that a little bit before, yeah. oh, before finding you guys. I was into that. I was buying newsletters from these companies that were telling you, like, every month what the Google algorithm updates were yeah. going to be and to, right. like, reposition your pages. It would just seem ridiculous to me even back then. Like, I knew yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Greg and I have some background together of where and I was showing Greg about how we did some of our search engine optimization websites that you went yeah, and implemented yeah. for your consulting business. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just do it right, it just works better and longer. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. So uh, this this came up like the Amazon reviews. There was a lot of black hat stuff happening with reviews. I remember that. I, remember, I was at some conferences where they were talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and leaving leaving nasty reviews, fake reviews all the time. Over time, Amazon did figure it out. It was a problem for a while, but about a year and a half ago, maybe uh, maybe even a couple of years ago now, they they really cleaned things up. Amazon removed thousands and thousands of reviews. So some of these products that had hundreds of reviews. They're actually mostly fake, and they got just reduced to, to just the handful of real reviews. So over time, it, it does even out. Got it. Okay. So we were talking but, uh, about some strategies. I'm just curious, like, is it just URL on your packaging to get them possibly over to check you out? Like, I'm thinking about some stuff, and I don't know if this breaches Amazon's terms of service, but like a coupon for their next purchase. But yeah. I don't know if Amazon's thinking that's no, not. No, there is couponing as well. So uh, even, even in the package, we always... Uh, we always put the coupons 10%, 15% off. Yeah. We always... Uh, and Amazon's okay with that kind of yeah. stuff? So we're manufacturers, so we can put whatever we want, basically, in uh, on or in our package. So that's okay. As a manufacturer, you can put uh, a website on there that says, hey, please come to this website uh, to register you for your warranty. Or if you want to learn more about our new products coming out, just sign up here okay. on our website. So manufacturers, as private laborers, laborers, Label- labelers, labels, <laughs> Label- we're, we're allowed labelers? to do that. Yeah, we're manufacturers, so so okay. that's that's allowed. Um, so yeah, we put whether it's an insert or something on the box okay. printed, we can do, we can do that. Okay. Why are you saying as manufacturers we're allowed? Because if you were doing wholesaling, you can't. Is that is that why yeah, is I, that why you're saying as manufacturers we can? If you're if we're, it's really hard to add something to a pre-manufactured product. Like if you put a sticker onto a package of uh, water bottles. It's not original anymore. Like you've modified it, mm-hmm. so you, you really can't be adding stuff to other people's products. If you're the okay. manufacturer and it's printed on as part of your label, a part of your like part of the native packaging, okay, that, that's okay. 
But if you're just sticking stuff on to a pre-made product that's not yours, you really you really can't do that. Yeah, got it. Okay, okay. And then how are you guys currently, any updates on how to find products to sell? Are you guys doing just what we did there, looking at bestseller ranks? Because, I mean, that's what I would kind of do. So Look that, at the bestseller ranks. And I would, I'm just trying to think, I would... What's the arbitrage play here? You look at what's sell. Oh, you're looking at what's selling well that has the least competition. Is that what it is? Basically, the gist of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. You got it. So for for uh, if we're talking about private labeling, so we look to see what's selling. Okay. We look to see also what people love and hate about products and fix it. So we you got to keep the stuff that people okay. love because the reviews are all there. So That's just use cool. them. So people are telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're telling it. you hundreds or thousands of times in okay. any given product. Just just use it. And they'll tell you what they love about it, what they hate about it. So you got to keep the stuff they love, remove uh, or fix the stuff they, they, they hate. And the stuff in between where they say, I like this, but I wish it had this. Those are options that you can ask the factory okay. to add. And if it's not too much cost or trouble, you can maybe add that in. And now your product is a little bit different than the next guy's. And it's uh, hopefully a little bit better and should sell because you have some some history of other similar sure, products that are selling. Sell, like especially if you go into like the kitchen category mm -hmm, or some mm -hmm. of these categories where you just know their sales. Like, I mean, that's why there's always the info. Remember the slap chop? Uh, you know, there's always yeah. something. Growing up, I feel like I watched more infomercials on like drying foods in that dryer, that <laughs> little dehydration thing, yeah. the George Foreman. There's always kitchen stuff. So I got to yeah. think kitchen stuff selling like mad on Amazon yeah. as well. And the bestseller rank will tell you. It, it'll tell yeah, you how yeah, it's so actually it's no doing. Guessing. Yeah. But the good ideas are always all around us. You mm -hmm. know, you go to the store and I'm looking at items from a different perspective, you know, from yeah, the business. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So many times, you know, you just like, uh, Home sense show, uh, you know, store is my favorite one. So it's just uh, right now I'm just going in. in you between. can stand back and watch what people are bringing to the cash register, or just look at different items. Yeah, yeah. And See where it is in the store too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's right up. Front. Yeah, where it is, and yeah, yeah. you know, you go to Home Depot, you just look up. See, the, when you the get shelves. into your own business, don't you drive your family mad? Because <laughs> I will pull my son or my daughter aside and yeah. talk to them when I'm going to the store. Like, look what these guys are doing right here. Yeah, yeah. They're selling these products <laughs> over here for triple what these ones are over here, just That's because right. the colors blue and everybody wants the blue <laughs> colored one you know and yeah. I'm like I know it costs the same to make it maybe exactly. they're getting the blue ones less because they're ordering them in volume for, for me it's like I, I know what it costs to make this bottle or this desk I, drives I, you crazy I, to I'm, buy it I'm not spending a thousand dollars for this <laughs> no, desk I know, no I know I'm not um, doing it <laughs> yeah as we uh, as we look at my broken standing desk this desk is lower than it should be even because it the motor broke and it just kind of yeah. sunk all the oh, way okay. to the bottom. <laughs> and we're moving to new offices. We're under a year now, and I just refuse to buy a new desk. So now I'm just living with all this yeah. furniture until we junk it all and get all our brand new stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but it's the power of a brand. And I think that's why you want to build your own brand, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Because as soon as someone attaches a brand name to something, it magically, and I know it's driving you mad right now, but you guys are going to be in a position five and 10 years from today where you're going to be the people making other people sick because you're <laughs> going to have a brand that you can charge more money mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. your products because of that brand. I'm sure that's why you're doing yeah. what you're doing, trying to establish your own brand, correct? Yeah, there's a bit of production there, a bit of a, you know, we'll call it a bit of a moat. Um, you know, for the most part, at first, your brand is just a make-believe thing that you're just slapping a name on on your products. But over time, people will start to, to associate, um, you know, whether it's quality, or the quantity, or the um, kind of customer service. Associate yeah. trust. Over time, that yes. that is a real thing. And I've, we've had customers. I know customers. I've, I've had customers already in the short time we've been doing this. Really, 
coming back saying, I love your products. I'm going to keep buying your stuff. I look for your name. Mm-hmm. They've already said this. Awesome. Yeah, good for you guys. So, um, and then, then you can also di- diversify to a different mm-hmm. channels. Like, uh, you know, having a store at Amazon, it doesn't limit you to, uh, you know, only one platform. It's only a platform. So we can sell on eBay, we can s- go and Groupon and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other Walmart, uh, Etsy. Uh, Your own so Shopify store. Totally. Yeah. That's some, that applies in, uh, you know, that we tell that in, from a marketing perspective, when we help people out with their marketing of their business, we tell them, once you figure out a message that pulls, so you mm-hmm. guys are coming at it from the product point of view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I come at it from like the messaging mm-hmm. point of view. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, once you know the marketing message that works, message that works on one media, yeah. for example, Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can just roll that out. You know, you roll it out on Google. You could roll it out. You can put it on all the online platforms, but you can roll out the same thing on offline, Mm -hmm. radio, TV. You now have a message that works. You're seeing the same thing from the product point of view. Once you have a product that you know is a winner, you can put it on all the different platforms. Different. That's one thing, but also different countries. So mm-hmm. this is like right now we are selling in You're US. You're starting to smile again. So I know <laughs> Greg, Greg, uh, Greg is when he when he has an idea he likes he just starts smiling as he talks about it. This one is just what's exciting. This is a big me. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just there's no borders anymore. Mm-hmm. So I remember we Nick and I were at a conference in Washington D.C. It must have been uh, probably at least eight years ago now, and some guy was selling. Do you remember? Do you remember when information products were still all the rage? Was like mm-hmm. this was the end of the oh, yeah. days of ebooks, okay? Mm-hmm. But, okay. but in, in the North American market had been saturated on ebooks. But this one fitness guy had like how to get six pack abs, uh-huh. and he was selling this ebook for like I think it was twenty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. North American market was kind of dying. That that era was dying. Okay. But he translated it to all the different languages in Europe. Yeah. Started selling it in Europe oh. like gangbusters wow. because they no one was he had zero competition over there. <laughs> yeah. And then he took it to Asia. I have not seen that guy since. <laughs> I think he just sleeps and he built a house out of money <laughs> and he just sleeps in the middle of all his money. And, and I'm joking. We're, we're not all about money by any means. I just yeah. mean, when you see these opportunities, they're legitimate opportunities. Mm-hmm, so when you, mm-hmm. when you're saying that, Greg, it makes so much sense. Test yeah, that's, that's one, that's one thing, but uh, there's a huge opportunity basically when you start in us and then Canada, then you go to Europe, mm-hmm. uh, Europe, Australia, India, and China. And you know, Right now, we are taking products from from China and selling them in the West countries. There's a, already a process going back, selling so your own into, yeah, China. into yeah. China. Now you're speaking my language, Greg. Because <laughs> you, you know what? At our last event, you were so busy talking to people, you didn't come into the economic update. Brian, did you? No, come I, in? I, I, didn't. I, didn't. Okay. I missed it. We talked about China mm-hmm. and how basically China right now is putting America in a bit of a checkmate position oh, yeah. with their situation <clears throat> on, the, you know, the, the the world's been basically dictated by the petrodollar for mm-hmm. the last, I guess, 60 years, since 1944, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with the petro one, their currency, and so with oil being traded in their currency, and different um, exchanges for other commodities, inc- including things like gold and silver. So a country like Russia could sell um, their oil, get one for it, not keep the Chinese currency, but exchange it for gold. Wow. I mean, the world is changing mm-hmm. drastically. And China's yeah. doing all this stuff because they have been the lowest cost provider from a labor point of view and yeah. a manufacturing point of view, but they're not going to sustain like that. And I think the brilliance out of China, if you can give them this this credit, I don't know who the current guy in power is. 
I know he just changed their constitution or their laws or whatever so he <laughs> yeah. can basically rule forever from my understanding, <laughs> which is a good gig. But the brilliance of it there is they think out and they're planning for their country and their economy 10, 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50 years where I feel like the Americans right now are thinking out every four-year election yeah. cycle and it's it's competitively and strategically, it's a disadvantage to think that way where you can see China laying the groundwork to build up their middle class, mm -hmm. almost because they have to if they don't want a revolution in that country. But it's yeah. going to present you as the seller, yep. a lot of middle class buyers. They have the purchasing power. They yeah. have the purchasing well, power. The, the, this the is a massive trend, mega trend so that it's we should like all be aware of. Last year, we've been to a conference in uh, Detroit. Uh, it was Gateway. Uh, made uh, by Alibaba. Jack Ma was there. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. Cool. So, like right now, the, their purchasing power, like the middle class, is three hundred million. But by twenty twenty two, it's going to double. Which is crazy. So it's right crazy. now, already their middle class is crazy. Their middle class is about the same size as the entire population of the U.S. US. Just the, their middle crazy. class. Think about the purchasing power of that group of people, and they purchase a lot more percentage wise online than anyone else anywhere else amazing it's like i think they buy everything through wechat yes <laughs> yeah have you guys used that wechat yet yeah it's yeah, it's yeah basically it's required it, to deal with the suppliers oh really yeah it basically from yeah. what i've seen just does everything just you can app. do everything. everything even i feel like make i can make a restaurant reservation i can pay you some some money check out some reviews even, on a product. Yeah. even street uh, uh everybody vendors they have everything vendor, yeah. vendor push on a cart he takes wechat pay we pay yeah is called. that what it's called yeah, there's, there's yeah, Alipay and Alipay, we, WePay. We, WePay, yeah. Got it. Everyone takes it. And it's like they skipped you an entire generation. You can rent a bike. You just go to the bike, swipe your uh, telephone and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, bikes rental. are a different problem in China. <laughs> they have them stacked up everywhere. There's rental bikes. Do they? Yeah, but people started leaving them all over the place, and then they didn't go back to collect them. So there's like piles of them in some so they places. Didn't, but when you leave them, don't you have to sign out with your app? Otherwise, you get like charged. They just don't care. But it's a one-way thing. It's fine. They figure that someone else, the company figured that somebody else will come by at some point, pick it up, and take it back somewhere else. Like they'll, they'll bring it back to where it came from eventually. Mm -hmm. It's like a ride-sharing thing with a bike. But you don't have to bring it back to where you got it yeah, from. Yeah, got it. I know. I was doing that with scooters in San Diego a few <laughs> months back. Now they're getting up with piles of these yeah, bicycles everywhere. So. <laughs> um. Okay, so China, you're going to sell into China now. So what else? So for someone listening to this, if they're just going to, you know, get started, I guess it's start thinking idea. Like, what do you tell people when you, they're going to get started with something like this? Probably the, the easiest thing, just just to hear Fihue, just to see if, is this thing for real? You, you don't even need to set up a professional account on Amazon. You can set up, set up an individual seller account. So you basically pay something like, I think it's like 60 cents per sale, something like that. Just sign up for that. It takes two minutes. It's no mm -hmm. different than signing up for your own personal account. Just sellercentral.amazon.ca or .com. Sign up and then find something around your house. It doesn't even have to be new. That's mm -hmm. something also people don't realize. You don't have to sell just new stuff in Amazon. It can be used. As long as you list the condition, it's used, gently used or very You're good right, condition. I never thought about that, but I see those options all the time. Yep. Some people make a business of just doing that. Used. Yeah. So people are looking that's for actually it. kind of brilliant because if you have enough margin, if it's a, it's a, if it's a, if it's a product that's selling and the used you're selling for a little bit less yeah. than what the new one's selling for, you might be killing it on margin. Your cost you, might be a fraction yeah. of yeah. new, yeah. but you can still get, you know, 80% of the new totally. cost. Totally. Totally. Huh. So yeah. some people that, are specializing. That's what, that's in, what Amazon oh, is yeah. doing as well. So when, when, yeah, our when own product. with our own product. Do you, do you ever think that, uh, oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Stuff when, the ca- when the customer returns returns, it. returns the uh, the product, they will inspect, and they they will buy it from us. So and then they will list this as a they Amazon know them, warehouse. What they know what they're going to be able to sell it for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! They're yeah. going to take over the world. They, they have everything. Them and the Boston up. Dynamics robots guys that are sending <laughs> robot warriors all over the but world. But that but that's they're why taking over. We're all <laughs> the robots are everywhere. Um. Yeah. No, that's crazy. But that's but, the easiest uh, thing that uh, people can but do. But you got to think in the back of your heads that you want to build your brand. You want to take advantage of this opportunity as soon and as hard and fast as possible. Because why yeah. wouldn't? Amazon do the Costco model with their Kirkland brand and just start white labeling everything at some point and just dominate the entire world. They have started. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, even with Amazon they, Basics. I, I see Amazon Basics. I, yeah. I, you know what I had to order? I had to order some um, USB cables. And uh, I was going to get like the Apple ones or whatever. And I noticed there was Amazon Basics yeah. USB cables to plug in all your iPhone products. Yeah, no. Um, and uh, yeah, it's smart. Not not only this. Amazon Basics is only one brand right now. They are launching a pets product yeah. as well. They've got, okay. They've got so, the Amazon Basics name. No, or no? it's no. completely different name. So you don't even know it's Amazon. That's right. Uh, they've yeah. got something like I think it was 20, 20 something different brands yes. that they're invested in. I'm sure that's changing all the time. But it's something like twenty different brands that they're invested in selling on on Amazon right now, like directly. Uh, that's not taking into account all the vendor deals that they're making, like actual direct Amazon brands. No one knows for sure all of them, but yeah, they've they've got a bunch already. So they're already going down this path. Um, I know there's some, uh, I think, uh, upper upper scale uh, mm-hmm. men's clothing as well. There's a whole bunch of brands that they're they're working on. You guys, because you've gotten into the space early, you guys have a great base of experience. Thank you. I know you guys are teaching classes here at Rockstar for Rockstar members, which is really weird because we're a real estate brokerage. But, you know, we tell everyone, look, we're a real, we happen to be a real estate brokerage only because real estate has been a great vehicle to live life on your terms. We yeah. actually don't yeah. ca- Nick says this all the time, that it could be anything. It just happened to be real estate was like mm-hmm. a really good way for us to build some financial wealth for our families. Um, So the fact that you guys are doing this is just another model to build something for you and your families. And if uh, so, thank you for doing that. Where do you you think you're headed? Because you guys are building your brands. Are you at some point going to you're going to have some cash to buy smaller brands Mm -hmm. at some point and roll them into your like, are you guys going to have you are you are you mapping out five and ten years? We are. That's going to come your way. P- part of uh, what we're doing here right now um, with, with you guys is uh, we're teaching others to bring them all up to a similar level mm-hmm. or exceeding us. I'm sure people will pass us. It's just the way the, way sure, the business is. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And over time, so we've got a few different things. So one is that we all help each other move up. A lot of the basic stuff takes a lot of time. If we can remove some of these barriers, everyone will get better. And looking further into the future, as these companies, as these brands uh, start getting better and, and, and growing, we see us helping to facilitating merging some of these brands, possibly buying or investing in them within the group, working together, and then possibly packaging, them, packaging these things up and reselling them out to other investors, similar to what you do with, with properties. You know, you package them up, you sure. sell two or three properties, mm-hmm. you sell them off to somebody. Um, so 
doing that kind of thing, growing yeah, together. And we've said as when you guys are ready to roll out even more education, I've said this already in the past, more education, more opportunities to help other people, especially locally here, mm-hmm. kind of grow and do that. We're ready to share that message with people. Like we believe in what you guys are doing. And so remember, we'll just keep talking about that when you guys are ready. Awesome. We're awesome. going to, uh, yeah, to do that for sure. I know a bunch of people are going to China with you again. When's the next China trip? August uh, August 15th. 15th. August 15th. Yeah, we're and leaving on August 15th till the 23rd. And you mm. take a small group with you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be a crazy trip. <laughs> it's, it's Especially when you're locked in with the lions running for you <laughs> in that <laughs> freaking place. Um, it's a culture shock. Everything's different. That yeah. It really is. And we try to let people know beforehand a little bit of what to expect. Uh, everything from the money, culture, uh, food, uh, everything is, is different. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And every, got it. every city is different as That's well. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and what else? What are your families thinking about this? Are they getting involved with what you're doing at this point or no? Do your friends know what you're doing, your colleagues? Like, what about the whole, your whole network around you? With, with friends, uh, most of the my friends, you know, they think that I'm selling like KGG style. You know, it's you just got basically. It. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say they think I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, a lot of people. They don't really understand the power uh, in, yeah, in this. Yeah. No concept. Uh, with family, it's that's yeah. the thing that bothers me that we're still training our young yeah. <laughs> to get educated here in a typical expectation mm-hmm. to walk out of university into a typical career mm-hmm. and you're telling me mm-hmm. china is going to double their middle class by 2022 yeah by 2022 four years changing the world we can't even prepare for this kind no, of stuff but we're still really. in this old model of education yeah. like i just tell you know I, I i hope i'm sharing this message accurately with my kids and stuff i just think something like the education is important. You need to know how to read and write and communicate and mm-hmm. think ana- analytically. Wow, yeah. maybe I need to go back to school. But uh, you need you need all these things. But you also need things like resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know resilience. Like look at how resourceful you guys are have been putting all this together. You know that is the skill you cannot teach. Right? But that's what you know. I see the power in teaching your own kids. Mm-hmm. You know, showing them how how some things are difficult but on the on the other hand they are easy to approach and to achieve like i see from my own uh, experience with my daughter even when uh, when mm-hmm. she went with us last year to china it's just it's it's oh, a matter cool. i didn't know she went yeah she went yeah. there cool uh so it, it was just a matter of showing her you know one time and then let let yeah, her let do her the go. thing yeah. And you know, you and it's such I was an open amazed. opportunity. Yes, because yeah. a lot of other careers that people are going into are jammed packed with competition. You present this opportunity. You can mold this to whatever you want it to be. Exactly. You don't have to think of it as selling product. You could be That's helping right. all kinds of people and following your passion and your true mission and your true calling, mm-hmm. but using it through this channel that is wide open and competitively almost empty like i know there's competition yeah but come oh, yeah. on 10 years it's going to be very different than today yeah. every time we've seen an opportunity like this it's the people who jump on now that really are able to take advantage yeah. of it and to show your kids you know the real world how how the business is doing is just it's amazing experience it's that's amazing. why I'm, I'm taking uh, my my son yeah. right now with me as well yeah alex is going to china alex is going to china i didn't know alex is sitting <laughs> not every, you can't see this but uh, we're this is we didn't even talk about it this is our first video <laughs> 
we think this is going to be also a video pod. We'll see if this is working. But Alex is behind the wall here controlling because he can't fit in the office right now. <laughs> we're using uh, a bunch of different cameras um, that are actually iPads that we're using as cameras. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah, but, pretty uh, awesome. Okay, so they think you're selling stuff on Kijiji, your kind of social network. What about yours, Brian? Uh, my wife has always called me the uh, Chandler Bing of, <laughs> of the family, meaning that no one really knows what I do. It was like that when I was doing computer stuff, and it's like that now. I love that. Don't you? I, personally, I just love that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, for a while, I didn't know what to say I was doing. I was saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically. Um, you, you were saying that your parents still don't know what you do. They don't know exactly <laughs> what, what I do. No, not really. Uh, my wife just recently, so she started doing some, uh, some copywriting for us uh, awesome. on our listings. So she's a great writer. She's much better than I am. Awesome. It's just, you know, in five minutes. Copywriting can make mm -hmm. a huge difference. It's, um, and somebody who knows what they're, or just, some people can just yes. do it easily. It's yes. painful for me to do it. I know how yeah. important it is, so I did it. But my wife in five minutes can do better than me sitting there for an hour what trying to figure something out. That's huge, Brian. So that's, that's helped a lot. Um, she's also starting doing stuff on, uh, so Amazon's got all kinds of different programs. One of them is merch. You can basically create your own t-shirts on Amazon with no inventory. Um, I don't want to turn into an Amazon commercial here. <laughs> but uh, so she started uh, working on that as well, cool. kind of a side thing. Cool. Uh, so that's still young and new in terms of uh, the Amazon, uh, the whole Amazon thing for her on, on the merch side. So she's just starting to, to do that. So I'm getting her involved a bit. Um, my kids know that, uh, that you know, daddy has a, has a store of some kind. They don't really get it. They see all the samples. Did they see the boats coming over the ocean? <laughs> on your little, so, on your <laughs> unfortunately, no. So they never see containers. I mean, that's not coming to our house. Um, but we've got samples and boxes piled up, uh, you know, many you know, meters sure. high yeah. and long. Um, and they just want something to play with. Yeah. If, if I yeah, have, so they have something. lots of inventory to mess around with. They, they, they do. I, I try to keep them away from it. How but, old are uh, your kids? Uh, seven, five, seven, five, and three. Oh, you guys are busy. And my, my, <laughs> my seven-year-old this year. So we've got her th thinking down these lines of like, you got to work for, for whatever it is that, that you want. Awesome. And we were in Florida and she's like, I want money, spending money while I'm here. I want to buy stuff. Sure. Figure out how to make money. So she managed to put together a lemonade stand with a little bit of help buying the, the, the product in the first place. But she got, she's like, I want real lemons. It's going to be an awesome table. I need to make, I need to make flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she walked awesome. around the, 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 the park where we were at. Good for her. Put signs up and she made like $70 in like two hours. Awesome. Like, that worked out pretty That's good. Awesome. That's better than most people make an hour. The classic yeah. lemonade stand, man, you cannot go wrong. You know, it I works uh, well. my uh, son set one up many years ago. He's 16 now. So this has got to be like, maybe eight, nine years ago, outside our house, a hot day, and it was getting busy, like legitimately wow. busy, where then he had uh, his sister, so my daughter started helping out, yeah. and then some neighbor's kids all <laughs> said, hey, Aiden, do you want some help? And he made these kind of deals with them, like, hey, help me yeah. out. And all day they worked. Carol was going to Longo's to get inventory. I'm like, Aiden, you know, you have to <laughs> yeah. pay for your pink lemonade inventory yep. over here. And uh, so at the end of the day, he collected all his money, paid for his inventory. Mm -hmm. But then he learned such a valuable lesson. He paid for all the, the kids yeah. that were oh. helping him. Yeah. And That's he good. realized that after he paid everyone out, he wasn't left with very much at all. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
the deals you made with them were very generous. Do you <laughs> yes. see how generous they were? <laughs> he learned some really value because he was thinking that he had made all this money, but afterwards yeah. he had made he had made some money, but not yeah. nearly as much as he mm-hmm. thought he made. Mm-hmm. I thought this is such a value. I was so yeah. happy. Yeah, that was my daughter. Had a similar lesson. experience. Similar. She she paid her brother for for helping. He manned he manned the booth for a little while, which she had to go back in and, and make some more lemonade. So in the end, I think she ended up with like forty dollars or yeah, something. That's but, cool. That's a win. But uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, so we're gonna, guys, we're gonna have you back kind of regularly doing this stuff. I just love chat, just selfishly. I love chatting with you guys. You're such great guys. Anything else Thank that you. we wanted to be chatting about today? Oh, if someone wants to go to China with you guys, if someone's listening to this, you guys are great guys. Very rare that this opportunity would even open up. What is, uh, is there, what website can people go to for that? Because so, right now, what are you going to take up to maybe 10 people with you? Eight, uh, nine, 10 people? T- 20 max. 20 max. Yeah. Okay. We've, ba- we've basically started a, starting a wait list at this point. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trip is, is just about full. Okay. Yeah. So if someone wants to go, they can get on your wait list maybe yeah. and uh, let them let you know. Yeah. Because you might have some cancellations coming up now. So it would it's be worth it to possible. go. Okay. So where, where would someone go listening to this? Is there a URL or an email or what? Yeah. Uh, sourcing trip to China dot gr8.com you couldn't have well you know what we'll put that in the you mm-hmm. in the show notes of this as well but repeat it again uh sour- sourcing sorry yep. sourcing trip to china dot gr8.com a great gr8.com Okay, sourcing trip to China dot gr eight the number eight, eight. number eight yeah. the number eight yeah. dot com. We'll also put that awesome. in the, mm-hmm. the show notes here so people can click over to that. Um, anything else that you guys have going on that you want to share with anyone right now? I know some of the education stuff. When you guys are ready for that, we're definitely announcing mm-hmm. that and sharing yeah. that with everybody. So stay tuned. If you're listening to this and you want more from these guys, I think you guys are going to be offering more education and stuff. Yeah. If you're a rock star member, you're already getting classes in here that I tell every. What I tell everyone, just so you know, is I'm like, hey, man, these classes, they're worth at least 5000 each because I know when this information is this new, Nick and I would pay 5000 We paid $5,000 to go to Austin, Texas to sit in on someone giving us half the information mm-hmm. that you guys yeah. share. Yeah. So it's hard to get this information. And the marketers that have it charge an arm and a leg. So we are yeah. very honored and grateful that you guys are giving this to Rockstar members. So thank you. Well, we're, we're thankful for the opportunity. Like yeah. we said, you know, part of this is we'll all learn together. We'll all move up together. It's... Uh, We've seen the power of groups, and groups have helped us, and we want to help as well, especially a local group. A local group is, uh, totally. I think that's the I th- way I to go. I have this weird yeah. thing that in our new office, when we have our, um, we'll have much more windows in our new office, mm-hmm. too. We won't have offices with uh, no windows. But... Um, uh, it would be so cool if you guys were there teaching stuff, but helping other businesses. And uh, you guys had that little idea about having a bit of an incubator kind mm-hmm. of situation mm-hmm. coming yeah. up. Yeah. So want to just keep that those conversations going. So that's Sounds super, good. super yeah, cool. Perfect. But anything else for today or we covered what, what we wanted to for today? I think that's, that's yeah. more or less. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Thank you so good. much, guys. Right, I, perfect. I, I Thank really, you. really Thank appreciate you. You, you guys coming out. We're definitely doing this again. You know, feel honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza. So hopefully you enjoyed that show. Um, If you want uh, any information about real estate investing and you're looking for um, books on real estate investing, we have three books that we give away. You can get them at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. Three different books to choose from there, including the Income for Life for for Canadians book, um, the Your Life, Your Terms book, and we have a a Renegade real estate book, um, which is a collection of a bunch of articles we've written over the years so we get good feedback on all the all three of those books um 
and you can get them at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, we're getting a kick out of doing this stuff. So if you're enjoying this podcast, if you could give us a review on iTunes, it really helps us. Um, if you want to give us any feedback directly, you can uh, email podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. Give us any ideas of topics for the show, any guests you'd like interviewed. Um, I think that's it for now. Talk to you soon. Until next time, your life, your terms.